0: First of all what's been the what's been the status of the team dealing with not being able to have spring and and not being able to work together and having all the facilities closed and everything what's that what's that been like
1: yeah, everything moved so quickly you know and it was really uh, not even day to day was more hour to hour from uh, school adjusting to you know to um, through zoom and and through skype and everything um, to become uh, where the classes were shut down but even before that we had made the decision not to, you know, to um, to basically hold off on practice and and uh, see wait this thing out and see what what everyone was doing first and get some feedback from our leaders uh, in, in school, but also you know our local and the federal government trying to see what their thoughts were. And I thought um, I, this was a really good time where I I was impressed with a lot of leadership I saw from Tom Homo and our president uh, Kevin Worthing, so. Uh, some of the things that they were able to do and, and, you know, with the thought of taking care of people first. And, um, I thought, uh, you know, being able to, uh, Tom shut down the whole athletic department, um, way ahead of time, even before uh, school was shut down for classes. And I thought that was a great move, you know, and then trying to get a handle on this, but at the same time, we're doing what a lot of other, um, uh, programs are doing and, and, uh, trying to communicate with our players as much as possible. Our position coaches have, have the daily contact with their players and um, I'm staying in touch with as many players as I can and uh, trying to, you know, enforce the, uh, well, promote the idea of taking care of each other and, and taking care of their families and then also being able to serve others and be mindful of others. And so going through that whole process, I think everyone's going through that. Um, Obviously disappointed um, in a lot of things and not being able to compete, but uh, you know, I know that a lot of the spring and, and winter sports are, are this they weren't able for, to uh, compete, and, and uh, especially basketball, not being able to go through the, the tournament and things like that, but uh, there's some things that are just way more important than sports right now, and people all agree, and, and so whatever we can do, I, mean, I know that uh, for a lot of you guys, we're all watching the old reruns of everything that you can see um, oh, well, on, on TV. There's, they're showing all these old uh, highlights or, or, or games and fights and all that stuff to keep us entertained, but whatever we can do as a program to help your jobs um, covering BYU sports and BYU football, uh, we're, we're going to be as much as, available as much as possible to help you guys. So uh, we're going through the same process that everybody else is going through and just uh, at the same time being being really mindful of others and focusing on, on the pauses that may come out of this. I've seen a lot of families hang out together, seeing a lot of uh, people rallying around each other. I've just been really impressed with mankind all together being able to take care of each other and and and, uh, it gives me a little bit of a you know a a lot of hope knowing that uh that uh, people care and people love each other so I'm looking forward to seeing seeing this thing through and and following the the leadership that we've already seen from from a lot of other people and then doing whatever we can to help everybody. Just as a quick follow-up Kalani do you feel
0: like your guys have caught that vision you know that this is a sacrifice they have to make for the good of everybody do you feel like they've kind of caught that because it can be it can be tough for a you know, a college age kid to kind of maybe wrap their head around something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think that you, you see it, you know, all over the country, all over the world, the young people and and their reaction to this. And I, I can honestly say I've been really impressed with our players. You know, we have about a third of our players have gone home and, and maybe more will transition there, but uh, we're, we're talking with them and, and, and staying in contact with them, communicating with them. But it's our job as coaches and, and as mentors to help educate them as much as possible on, on the coronavirus, but also the adjustments, the, the transition that we're making here, and and really not worried about football. You know, I, I think the uh, the sports world will take care of each other, take care of itself already. From now on, from now this point on, we got to focus on today, and uh, really focus on what we're trying to get, what we're trying to accomplish. Just as, as people, more than anything, and um, but also try to look at the positives that come from this. I see a lot of families hanging out together, and uh, I probably need to get on it more, but I got to work out a little bit more. I guess that's what I can do with my time. I see PK and everybody nodding their head. We have to do it, but uh, you know. But I think there's some, there's some, there's a high sense of optimism coming from our, our leaders and coming from our athletic department. And I think uh, a lot of our players have kind of taken to that, that mindset of it's just an adjustment and a transition, and, and we'll get through it as long as we help and take care of each other and we're mindful of others. I think we'll be fine. All right,
2: thanks, Jared. Norma, do you have a question or two? You kind of already uh, touched on it, but sort of what does your day today entail now that you don't have spring practice and that students have started to go home, your athletes have started to go home, just sort of what does your day get filled up with?
1: Well, checking in with all the coaches and then uh, checking in with Tom and the leaders in the, in the athletic department. And then um, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, whatever we're being told about, like uh, there's an adjustment made today with classes and being able to, take the information we're getting from, from our, um, you know, our, our administration here at school, and or let's talk about pass fail or how the, the adjustments that we're making in spring, it's going to be an online system and, and, uh, working with that, but educating our players on it. So that's kind of the trend. The thing that we've been doing is every day waking up and doing a lot of this stuff, uh, zoom and, and, uh, you know, Skype and, and texting and calling people. And, um, uh, I think, uh, it's not really, I'm not, I'm kind of old school, so this isn't really my most comfortable moment, you know, but uh, I can work with it, you know what I mean? Especially if they let me choose the backgrounds, I'll be okay. But I think uh, this is just kind of the, part of the transition. It's an education process for myself and for the coaches as well. So, uh, but we can work through this and then it's, it's nothing that's too, too harsh hard for us to, to adjust to. So we'll be okay.
2: As a follow-up, just how much of your job entails having to help your athletes get home and making sure that they're able to transition back home?
1: Yeah, it's a big number of it, but it, mostly the position coaches and, and you know most of the guys had a, an easy transition getting home. The, the flights were cheap, and then just teaching them how to how to uh, travel safely, you know, and, and keep reminding uh, everyone, even myself, so you know the, the simple things like wash your hands and and also the um, you know. Stay hydrated and, and uh exercise and, and get as much sleep as you can. Those are the two great elixirs of life is sleep and, and hydration. So still keep uh hammering that into our guys and into ourselves as well. So this is a this is a learning experience for all of us. It's not like I have all the answers, but there's some adjustments that we all need to make and we're all doing it together. So and that that goes for everybody. You guys are doing the same thing, so it's not like there's we're all on the same page, we're all speaking the same language.
2: Thanks, Norma. Jay, do you have a couple questions? Uh, yeah, Kalani, how uh, worried are you that there might not be a season, or that the season might be moved back?
1: Not really worried about that. I, I'm more focused on here and now and uh, the day to day. You know, focused on the present. I think um, you know that stuff. Worrying about August and March does does us no good. So. Uh, right now, we're, when things change so much hourly, it's hard for us to project and to forecast that much, you know, so focusing on the here and now and staying in the present. And then if we uh, do our part as people, I think it'll all work itself out and, and it'll all be fine.
2: Then as a follow-up, uh, with all the missionaries coming home, will that affect any of your players or have any of your players already arrived home? And if so, what will that do? To the scholarship situation, or where you ask them to still remain out for a year, what's your plan there?
1: Yeah, that's that's uh that's something that's probably more of a case by case deal, and uh, uh I don't, we've asked the, the you know the players that are coming home from their missions. Currently, there's 47 guys on our on our team that are on missions right now, and ask them for some patience and understanding and knowing the situation. But I think uh, keeping that line of communication is important for us, and to see how things are are going for them. I mean, there's there's a there's a a system where um, they they're coming home and and um, you know adjusting with that 14 day period, and uh, many of them are getting reassigned a different area. So uh, right now, still focused on the present, we're still de- dealing with day to day, and um, and trying to educate them as much as possible, and also. Trying to be upfront and honest with them, and the, the scholarship numbers are always an issue when you're dealing with missionaries and, and the timing of returning from missions. But uh, this is just another adjustment that we have to make, and like I said, we'll we'll work through this as well. It's not, it's not nothing that's too hard and too difficult for us to overcome.
2: Thanks, Jay. Sean, do you have a question or two? Take my mute mute off. Yeah, Coach, kind of similar to that. Um, the academic world is sort of being thrown a little bit through a loop. It could could some of the academic changes have an effect on your guys? I'm thinking of like DUCO transfers, but also just sort of the guys that are trying to get those grades grades up to make sure that they can get in or that kind of thing. Have you seen or heard about any possibilities of, of changes that you guys kind of have to work around there? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, this is all going to be a, a bunch of adjustments from everyone, you know, and and. Uh, I mean, the NCAA has mentioned that they're they're willing to grant another year for um, some students. And so the NCAA, I, I applaud them for being ahead of it. And usually they react, and right now they're they're trying to jump ahead of it. And um, for our part, I think um, you know we I'm I'm not I'm not sure that uh, that this is um, like I said, we're, we're focusing on the day to day and not really worried about um, the, f- the future, although that is in the back of our heads. It, I think what we what we can get get accomplished right now is more important than um dealing with with the numbers and dealing with missionaries. I think the most important thing for everyone to understand is that um uh human lives matter more than anything right now than my job than anybody else's job and definitely more than sport. So we're focused on trying to take care of mankind and, and be um you know, be sensitive and, and be as much supportive as we can to others. And so that's what we're focused on the that's the number one thing on our goal, and uh, our minds is to do that first, and then uh, work out the rest. And then adjusting with the numbers, adjusting with NCAA recommendations, things like that is all is all afterwards. So we'll we'll deal with it as it comes.
2: Kind of in that day to day, what is the line of communication? Is it mostly coming through Tom, or is it coming through the university, or or
1: can you just of- Tom? Yeah, uh, I would say ninety percent of it's coming from Tom to myself and to our coaches. He, he's done a great job at organizing a system where we can communicate with, um, with all the head coaches, um, with his staff and, and, and the sports that they're, they're, uh, assigned to, and then make sure that we're on the same page. And in, in between that, he's uh, done a great job at getting some of the alumni and the people that are involved with BYU former players to help keep our, our coaches and our, our staff and our players focused and, 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 Keep that high level of optimism, you know. So we've heard from uh, people like Andy Reid and, and and Danny Ainge have done a great job communicating to us, shooting videos specifically for BYU athletics, and it's been really cool. And I, I I have to give tons of credit for Tom and, and his staff in the way that they're they're organizing this this uh, this transition. It's been it's been such an easy movement because of the things that they did ahead of time and the hard work they put into helping this communication line of communication be. Uh, easy for myself as a head coach.
2: Thanks, Sean. Uh, Jake, do you have anything?
0: Yeah, Coach. I wanted to ask you. We've heard uh, coaches like Bronco Mendenhall mention the fact that they think they may need may need almost like it's extra time if they don't have a spring ball to get ready for the upcoming season. What are your thoughts on that? Do you do you feel like if you guys don't have your spring ball fully done by a certain point, that you'll need maybe an extended training camp to get you guys ready for the upcoming season?
1: Um, I was asked that question a little bit this morning, and and I think um, whatever they say we have, I'll I'll go with it. Uh, As long as we're all given the same amount of time, you know, we're all given the same amount of time to prepare for the season. We'll be ready for it. Um, You tell me it's a day, two days, a week, we'll be ready for the first game.
0: Just another question for you. Uh, you said you were in communication with your players. How have they kind of responded to all of this time off? Are some of them scared? How, how how have their spirits been, I guess, is the easiest question to ask.
1: No, they have this high level of optimism that I think has trickled down from the top to the bottom from our leaders to our coaches to our players. And we're rallying around this, uh, this uh, you know, this the, the, the times of just, we never expected this, but I think it's helping unify everyone and, I'll be honest, the um, the sense of gratitude that I'm seeing from our players, it's it's uh, been really impressive for me to see. And just being able to witness how much they uh, – it puts everybody – it does for all of us, but imagine a young college kid just being reminded of what's important in life, going home, and why they're actually in college and why they're, they're participating in this sport and all the things that they've been able to uh, – to the situation that they're in right now because of the hard work and being at home with their families. I think it's going to get them a little bit more motivated and, and um, I, I I'm seeing this, this, a sense of gratitude that they have and, and the level of maturity that I'm seeing from our, our young men it's it's been really cool for me as a head coach to, to witness and, and i've been I'm just so thankful that I get to coach these kids you know and, and I, I've seen it from uh, everybody in our in our athletic department all, all the uh, young student athletes are doing an amazing job um, uh, being mindful of others and taking care of others and and keeping that high uh, level positivity and optimism it's been really cool
2: Thanks, Mitch. Do you have something? Yeah, Kalani. I'm curious. You know, what does the uh, strength and conditioning staff and yourself provide to these athletes to, you know, take care of their physical well-being, nutrition, and also their mental health?
1: Yeah, we have all that in place, and like I said, I, I've been really um, thankful for the way our athletic department handled everything. But uh, you know, we have we send out our workouts for the guys to do, the, and it's been um, modified to help them knowing that they're not going to have an opportunity to probably be in the gym. And so we're doing a lot of different things, more of the running and the agility part. But uh, we have those workouts out to our players. We're keeping them updated and, and a daily uh, basically checklist for them to, to get done. At the same time, we're being mindful of, of, you know, what's happening currently in the world today. And so uh, I think they devised a pretty good plan. And then the mental health part, we, we've been in touch with our, uh, with our counselors that are that are available for us through the athletic department, and they've been, uh, you know, consistently keeping it in touch with all our players and our coaches and everyone that needs any support at this time, and keeping up that level of confidentiality, I think it's really important at the same time. So uh, they've made the adjustment really easy and, and and done an amazing job of keeping in touch with our players and and basically, being able to uh, satisfy all their needs, whether it's academically, um, whether it's socially, you know, through through uh, some leadership that we have, the connections that we have with our with our, our coaches and our players, and then also uh, being able to stay with them mentally. That that's
2: the academics
1: part. That that's always been a, a huge support for us. We have done a, uh, our coaches and our 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 academic support staff done an amazing job keeping our guys in tune with all you know staying on on top of all their academics. But I think every school is doing that as well. So uh, I think the, the the transition was an easy transition going into considering the facts that that we're in this situation right now. But everyone's getting all the, the help that they, they need right now kind of going back to the missionary conversation uh have, has, have
2: you or tom maybe reached out to the ncaa about you know potential relief for something like this because it's so unprecedented that you could have all these guys maybe back in your program before fall i mean is that possible to have that relief eligibility wise so their eligibility clock doesn't start
1: i think the ncaa is, has got something in, in plan and in, 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 um you know, in the back of their minds, giving basically looking at the scholarships and if you're there awarding um, an an extra year of eligibility, then they have to do something with the scholarship numbers and they have to be able to adjust somewhere along the way. So I think, uh, you know, having our compliance department be in touch with them and and keep us up to date on what's happening there Mm -hmm. as well. um, Everything is basically going from the direct line of communication. So as soon as we find out more, then, then we can tell you more. But I think we're just Hoping and planning for all that, but it seems to be working that way, anyways. You know the adjustments that the NCAA is making, the things that the uh, uh, you're looking at at, at, at every end that they've been able to produce. I think they're more mindful of trying to get things done and uh, more, more things fair and keeping in mind uh, the, the basically the, the needs of the student athlete. Thanks, Pat. You have a question or
2: two. Unmute. You have to, you have to unmute, select your, uh, there you go. We good now? Yep. Go ahead. I was wondering coach if the assistants could do anything during this time to help the players advance as far as maybe schematics or technique.
1: Sorry, it's staring into your nostrils. I'm trying to stay focused here. <laughs> They're, pretty but, big huh <laughs> well that angle yeah mine are way bigger than that but I mean yeah the um I think right now we're we're focused on on uh more of the fundamentals than anything than install or, or scheme I think coaches are, are we're, we're kind of planning for you know for for the season I think you have we've, we're going to do that anyways ahead of time I think every coaching staff's doing that now and but that was started that started all the way back in December you know so uh, that really isn't much as you're just doing it at home and, and you're doing it, you know, on your own and then connecting with your staff. But I think the players for now, the strategy is, is kind of, it'll happen when, when we kind of see how the next coming weeks happen, you know, work, and then we'll figure it out. But I think for now the, the coaches have, we've got to occupy our time with something. And, and um, you know, as much as we love hanging out with our families, work needs to be done as well.
2: How much does it help, then, that you have two-thirds of your starters coming back for when you finally get together, whenever that might be?
1: Yeah, that, that's really helpful. I think in any situation when you have a lot of guys returning that, that have been on the field and had tons of experience, that will help us out a lot. But also having the consistency of having the same scheme um, out there where, where they're speaking the same language. There's not a whole lot of install when it comes to those guys. It's more fine-tuned and polishing, you know, So and then being able to be in a you know, position to compete. So I think that's going to be really helpful for us. I think, it, 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 you know, if you look in history of teams that return, a lot of seniors and a lot of guys with a lot of experience playing time, uh, that that should do well for you. So we're, we, I think we have a really good chance.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Dana, do you have anything? I can't hear you. <laughs> it's a good time to drink my Coke Zero. There you go. Hey, Dana, I can't hear you. So we'll, uh, we'll pass by. If you get it working, uh, we'll come back to you. Um, Let's see. I'm going on my list here. Um, Brandon Gurney. Yeah. Coach, can you just speak of the recruiting efforts, what you're able to do, what can you do and and what are you doing with regards to on the
1: recruiting front? Well, um, you know, I'm not much of a social media guy, but I have to now. And, And that's, the recruiting part is, is connecting with the recruits there. And, and, you know, uh, with, with what Jason and IU is doing for us in recruiting and, and uh, some of the things that he's uh, got us going with and, and working towards, I think we have a really good, um, mm-hmm. good beat on, on everything. And it's more staying in touch with, with the recruits and checking up on them, you know, but also um, giving them a little bit of, uh, a little bit of insight on what we're doing as a program and, and the connections that we have with our players. And, and uh, allowing that to happen a little bit, and so and I think you can't really force feed a relationship, a relationship with the recruits. You just kind of have to have, let it happen uh, organically. And fortunately for us, we have a lot of time to to allow that to happen.
2: Um, without a recruiting coordinator, it, does, it, does it does it does it maybe complicate things? And how close are you to to, to hiring a? a it was on digital. at the time.
1: I just switched the microphone. So. We can hear you now, Dana. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> with the recruiting part, um, the you know that's uh, Jason's done a great job. We, we we've kind of modified it to put him in the responsibility, him and Jason uh, Jason IU and Jack need to be uh, a heavy part of the responsibility of, of recruiting on our staff. And obviously, that's everything. They're, they're going to oversee everything, but the coaches, the assistant coaches, and myself, have a heavy hand in recruiting. But they're going to be the organizers and coordinators of what we're what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's all I got.
2: Thanks, Brandon. Greg, did you have something? Yeah, Kalani, uh, in in a regular year, how important would you say the months between April and August are for your football program and how well you play in the season?
1: Well, the NCAA calendar, most teams are given the entire month of May off. And for us, it's April more than anything. There's three weeks in April. Um, And because we start school, we don't have spring break like everybody else does. And and so we end school earlier and we start spring semester a little earlier as well. So um, for us, I mean, most programs when I was at other places, they basically got the whole entire month of May off. And and then you work June and July with a little bit of uh, some time off in between and some voluntary workouts in between those two months to get ready for August. And so that's kind of how it works. And I think everybody's on the same page there. What we're missing out on is, is the amount of people that were allowed to play spring ball and those that didn't even get to start, you know. So uh, I, I wonder if that, if that, how that's going to factor into everything. And then uh, as soon as we get towards, you know, further down, I, we're focused on the day-to-day, but uh, whatever they give us, I think we're going to be able to work with. And as long as everybody's on the same page, we'll be fine meaning that everybody's given the same amount of time to, to prepare for the season before, you know, in August or whatever that happens.
2: I guess a quick follow-up would be, could you see firing up without anything? Like, like could you see firing it up and just say, let's, let's just roll?
1: You mean as in regards to the season?
2: Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, without anything between really March and August, say let's, let's just go and everyone's on the same page. Like, can you imagine starting the season that way?
1: Yeah, I I envision a lot of different scenarios and options, and and that being one of them. But uh, as head coach, I've I've kind of looked at all the different ones that could possibly come, and then I think we'll be ready for all of it. Thanks.
2: Thanks, Greg. Okay, Dana,
1: we're back to you.
2: (laughs) Still trying to figure this out, coach. Can you hear me now? Gotcha. All right. Um, What what do you think? I know every program is going through the same thing, but what is the biggest loss from losing spring football? Like you have goals going into spring football those are obviously gone most likely uh what is the bi- the biggest impact of losing spring football
1: well for us compared to other play uh, other sports it's it's not as much i mean we you know i, I feel for the spring and, and winter sports not being able to you know go through their their tournaments and things like that but for us it's just the opportunity to compete more and um and, and try to solidify starting spots and so um obviously it's always good to get some extra practice time and things like that. And, you know, we were able to finish with some really physical tackle days uh, the, the last practices that we had. And so we had a good idea of what we're, we working with. And um, so it gives us some time now to, to probably speed it up a little bit or go off of what we see and, and kind of, you know, depending on the timing of everything, have to go with what we got, but I think there's still going to be plenty of time to get some, uh, competition in and, and try to solidify some starting spots but at the same time um, you know you might have to just go with some of the things that you have a feeling gut feeling and it's not going to be you're losing all that missing out on all that time to, where guys can definitely see that why they should be starting or should be a backup um, right now we feel really good with the amount of guys that we have come back with with uh, experience but it's just a matter of who who's out there on snap one
2: and then uh, you touched on this briefly but as far as the Work working out on their own I mean they can't go to gyms weight rooms are closed they can't use BYU facilities obviously um how much, how reliant are you on on them just working out at home going running like what kind of things can they do without access to pretty much every workout facility in the
1: country yeah we've given them a modified workout um and and you know just I think it's a time for the coaches to do it as well you know and so we're we're gonna see how that works uh, if like if you guys see me next week and you're like, "Whoa, Kalani's added some weight and it's obviously working." <laughs> no, but I, I think uh, we just have to work with what we got, you know. And I have, I'm just lucky to be the coach of a bunch of young men that are mature, and I can trust them to go and get their, their work done. You know, I can trust them to, to 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 find a way to get better physically, but also find other ways. We're challenging different ways. Read a lot of different books. Spend time with your family and um you know i, I think uh <clears throat> i think naturally they're going to try to go and do some tiktok videos and stuff like that and i think that's all fun um my kids got me doing it it's not as good as mitch's and his family but you know it's been really cool to see i, I actually <clears throat> because i'm at home more and I, i've been able to spend more time getting to connect with everybody because i'm not a social media guy but being able to see all the different videos and check up on people and, and see how they're doing uh, it's been really cool for me to see and then and, and I sound like I'm really old, I am, but that, that's uh, it's been a really cool adjustment. It's one of the pauses that I'm, I'm seeing. So, yeah, I, we're still working through it, but it's it's something that I feel really good about our group and allowing them to, to have kind of just um, ownership of their own, uh, their themselves and what they can accomplish.
2: The family's not sick of you yet?
1: Um, you have to ask them, but... Um, I, I I can always tell when when I'm agitating people, you know, and I started to realize that I it's more important for me to be happy than to be right. Thanks. Yeah. So, I, but I think everybody's doing spring cleaning and doing all that you know, that fun stuff and just trying to, you know, have this new love for board games and card games and just hanging out and 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 it's been really cool. I. I mean, considering the circumstances, I'm just really lucky that I get to be around my family a lot and still get to do this job and get to hang out with you guys. I have missed you guys, though.
2: Thanks, Dana. Hey, Hunter, did you have anything you wanted to ask? Okay. Um, Is there anyone else on the call um, that I haven't? Go ahead and un and ask a question if I haven't got to yet. I can't see everybody. Uh, just wanted to make sure. Okay. All right. looks like we, we're, we've been through. Is there anyone that has a follow-up that we didn't get to? We probably have just a few more minutes.
0: Yeah, I've got one here, Brett, if, you, if I can. Uh, Kalani, you mentioned the fact that Jason's kind of heading up recruiting for you guys. Is he kind of on an interim basis right
1: now, or is that a permanent new job for him? No, it's a permanent move. We we, we were looking to um, to get a, a lot more involvement in recruiting with him and Jack Demuni and uh, and trying to utilize as many of the resources as we have in recruiting. So that was kind of a, a um, an adjustment we we're going to make anyways. And and I think it just kind of fits perfectly now, allowing him to do this. And he, he wears a lot of hats. You know, a lot of the guys here at the, in our support staff, there they do a lot of different things that, that uh, they take on a lot of jobs. And so him and Jack Demuni and John Swift, those guys do an amazing job keeping recruiting um, as, as one of our major uh, parts of what we do here at BYU. But I think the uniqueness of it and and how um, you know how, how we have to have everything under under control as far as academics and the fit with the lifestyle and the ecclesiastical endorsement and all that stuff. That there's a lot of factors that go into recruiting. Uh, obviously, here you can't just look at somebody and say, Yeah, I like them. Let's get them here. There's way more that goes into it, and it takes more than just one person It's going to be a joint effort, even the support staff, or graduate assistants, and analysts, as much as the compliance will allow us to do.
2: Did anybody else have a follow-up? Okay. Yeah, i got one, one uh, real quick, uh, Kalani. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, in, in what – I know it's kind of tough because it's small sample size whatnot, but in what areas do you feel like your team actually progressed in those six practices you did have during spring ball?
1: Level of physicality. I thought I thought our guys. You know, we put them in a position. We, we talked about staying healthy, but uh, I think you have to hit. It's a it's a smash mouth type of game. And so, uh, the first day that we had full pads and had a bunch of live reps, we had about seventy five reps of live play. Uh, saw some really good technique things from our from our guys tackling. Saw some great competitiveness from our players, um, and, and just them being able to work together as well. It looked. It, guys weren't taking cheap shots or being really smart with the game. But at the same time, it was really physical. There's some guys that just getting, you know, just showing that they, they, they've they gotten strong in the, in the weight room. Guys that have been uh, home from their missions over a year now are starting to really emerge and, and take ownership of, of being on the field, you know, and trying to find ways to get more reps. And so that's the one thing that I thought was really important. And uh, we felt really comfortable with the guys that are coming in and, and, and providing us some, beef up front you know, on O-line and D-line, but I think uh, what it allowed us to do is kind of see and forecast a little bit of what we uh, kind of see in our lineup, the guys that are kind of battling for the starting spots and playing time, and then allowing us to be, give honest feedback to everyone involved and, and, and allowing them to, the chance to make a decision, whether it's getting in the transfer portal or finding different ways to, to fit their needs and for them to be happy.
2: All right, thanks. Jared, did you have one question too? yeah I had a couple actually, but first just uh, the the harvey unga situation philani just
0: talk about the the process you went through with Harvey and the decision to to officially hire him as the running backs coach
1: yeah I've seen harvey um really grow in the last four years as a coach you know um as a graduate assistant um and he's had the experience of being involved in so many different positions, and then just the the timing of everything it just seemed like we we knew. Harvey is a special coach. We knew that he could uh, transform it into a starting spot, uh, position, uh, a full-time spot. Um, I think for most part, we, there's a system here that you go through a process and hiring. And I'm thankful that that our administration gave us some gave us some time and we're flexible with allowing us the uh, the opportunity to give him, kind of, you know, like a, a interim part. we we'll allow him to work the rule, allow him to do some things in recruiting, allow him to do some things in in, um, in you know in, in running the, the position group uh, and then I, I think it's you, you kind of know what you have when you're interviewing people and you know that there's a lot of really good young people young coaches that are out there but I think um, seeing them in action is really important I've been able to see them for four years but now giving him the role of being a position coach it's solidified confirmed what we thought we had here and and I mentioned that before all the returning players that we have I think it's important for us to keep the system in check and not have to teach another person our offense, it's, it's a, it was a easy transition for him to move right into that spot and became highly, uh, you know, when, when A.J. called and said he was leaving for Arizona, we talked about it and talked to Kevin Sumlin with him about him. And, uh, you know, that was the first thing that came out of A.J.'s mouth was that, hey, Harvey's the right guy, and I agree with him. And, and so did Jeff Grimes, Aaron Roderick, the entire offensive staff felt comfortable with that move, and, and then we gave him some time to go through it and, and it just confirmed what we thought.
2: Is there anyone else that has a follow up? If not, I'll let Jared have that last question. Anybody else? All right, Jared, go ahead. Connie, I was just gonna ask about I I imagine you've kept up with some of your guys who are getting
0: ready to go to the next level, the you know, the Micah Simons, Lebehipos, Diane Wallacoos, what's that been like as they've tried to you know, navigate this situation and try and get ready for you know pro day or not pro day and the draft
1: and all of those things i just wanted to get some thoughts as far as you looking at these guys taking that that transition to the next level well i think that's something that's really important to tom homo you know and, and he's working through some things and working with the nfl and and with their scouting program and we're trying to find and try to find creative ways to uh, get our guys so they can get their their uh, so people can see them and see the things that they can do uh with it with pro timing and and um, depending on how this goes the next couple of weeks, I think it's important for myself and, and for our outgoing seniors, for them to give them an opportunity to just to uh, to show what they can do. I, I think they, the, the, the bulk of their work and the, what they've done on the field is, is one thing, but allowing people to see uh, their actual speed and the actual agility, I think it, it will help them uh, definitely when it goes into getting into a camp and possibly getting drafted. And so I think this is – you know, we're looking at it, working their agents are working really hard to get the the their numbers and get them seen out there. And and I think there's a as we see how this progresses next little bit. I just lucky that we have an athletic director that will do whatever it takes to, to promote our players, promote our brand, but definitely promote our players to the NFL, which he has been a big part of as a player and as a coach.
2: All right, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. and thank you so much for doing this.
1: Hey guys, whatever you need from, from, uh, from our program, from myself, from our coaches and players, uh, don't be afraid to ask and reach the guy to get us going. But whatever we can do to help you guys and, and make your jobs a, a part of the transition as well, we're willing to do that. So thank you very much.